0: Hello, and welcome to The Campaign Podcast. I'm Kate McGee, Associate Editor at Campaign. And I'm Maisie Bouquet, UK Editor at Campaign. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the new magazine out this week and also look at some of the biggest stories that are broken. First up, one of the biggest stories Campaign broke in the last week was the news that Mother London's executive creative directors, Anna and Hermetti Ballerin, are leaving after 15 years to take the same roles at rival US independent Wyden and Kennedy in Portland. I imagine them turning into sort of some sort of hipsters in the Portlandia series.
1: Turning into hipsters? They're pretty cool already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true, or maybe they can be extras in Portlandia or something. <laughs> like the stars, Jesus, you know. <laughs> Um, The fair have been behind acclaimed work for clients such as KFC, Ikea and Greenpeace and helped Mother win Independent Agency of the Year at Campaign's Agency of the Year awards in March 2021. So this is kind of big news for the industry, really, isn't it? It's very sad to kind of lose such um, talented creators from the UK market, um, although I'm sure they'll do very well over in in Portland.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's huge news, really. They've obviously, alongside the other partners, um, Katie McKay, Sinclair and Chris Galley, kind of just had a really good run the last say four or five years at mother done some fabulous work lot, won lots of business you know they won independent agency of the year for 2020 but they also won agency of the year i think in 2018 so you know they're really fabulous team they're so they're lovely as well really nice people um you know beautiful cool like jesus you know um you know it's a it's a big loss to the uk but i think they're around for the next six months um, you know, so so they're not not going quite yet. Um, and obviously they're Brazilian and I guess, you know, after the last year that everyone's had, you know, at least they'll still be a long way away from home, but um, you know, at least they've not got the big ocean in between them. So I'm not sure if that was a contributing factor, but look, widening Kennedy Portland is a dream for a lot of a a lot of creatives. It's you know, got such a good reputation, such a sort of own individual kind of spirit and culture. Um, and so I think they said in their quote that there were two places they wanted to work um, so to be ECD at Mother London and ECD at Wine Kennedy Portland is a pretty amazing kind of CV and who knows what all, what they'll go on to next but um, you know I'm sure there's going to be lots of really interesting work you know they'll be missed from the UK but um, hopefully we'll all be in a position where they can still come back occasionally yeah so see everybody every now and again <laughs> yeah. imagine that being you know, able to get on a plane
0: <laughs> know actually physically see someone that seems like a a lot of far away (laughs) thing doesn't it
1: (laughs) yeah i guess we've got to see people who live in the same city before we can see people who live in a different country i suppose
0: (laughs) exactly but yeah well good luck to them Um, i'm sure they'll do great things over there and we'll be following their careers with interest um next up is lucky generals not only have been enjoying some very sunny days Uh, it won the third. Sorry, terrible. Do you write um, your it, own jokes, Kate? Hey? Uh, yes, yes, I do. And if anybody needs any help writing their own, I'm here. <laughs> um, this is where you kind of see that having not actually spoken to people properly for a, its 15 month starts. So <laughs> not at all, not at all. Becoming a problem. Anyway, um, it won. So Lucky Generals won Ovo Energy against the McCann London, M&C Saatchi, and Saatchi and Saatchi. Um, and then. I think yesterday we announced it as one Virgin Atlantic account against
1: Mother and Uncommon. So they must be feeling pretty happy this week. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's amazing. Obviously, they're, you know, they've been a great agency for a long time, but they've kind of had stops and starts in terms of new business. You know, they've got some really interesting clients, do a lot of work for Amazon um, and Yorkshire Tea. Ovo's really interesting because obviously Ovo bought SSE, um, you know, and so it's a real huge kind of energy brand it'll be really interesting to see what they do you know with having a brand that's got a lot of money but also a real kind of renewable kind of purpose around what it does as well and then yeah Virgin Atlantic and Virgin Holidays which moved from Abbott Mead Vickers you know they've since that account's moved we've had Covid you know they've had all sorts going on so but the Virgin brand is really strong a lot of people a lot of creators a lot of strategists really like working with Virgin brands so it'll be really interesting to see what they what they deliver on that as well.
0: Definitely. And I think also at this time when it's there, they nearly went under last year, right? So um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of work they can bring to a brand that's been in sort of that situation, I think, as well. Um, you know, it really is a kind of do or die
1: sort of campaign that they're going to be having to produce. So I think that's interesting. Yeah, definitely. And it's how Virgin Holidays and Virgin Atlantic kind of interact as well, because they've previously been run quite separate. And so I think the ambition when they've previously appointed agencies was that they'd be kind of you know run closer together i'm not sure that's quite happened yet so yeah i'm kind of looking forward to seeing their work Be good congratulations to them all i hope they're managing to have a you know a, a drink outside in a park somewhere
0: <laughs> exactly and speaking of work we have two new campaigns this week that we'd like to mention um the first is sum up and it's called official by Wonder Who studios <laughs> uh it's, it's a fintech brand called sum up um and they are showing the sort of perks of cashless payments for small businesses um and the kind of joke in the ad is that somebody says that you know they can they will accept these um cashless payments and everybody goes Ooh, there.
1: finished No contract, no monthly costs, just easy, flexible payments. Sum up, make your business official.
0: I think it's quite a nice campaign. The creators were Rude Cool and Stefan van Zogel. The creative directors for Jack Croft and Stacey Bird. And it was directed by Thomas Ormond through Mind's Eye.
1: Yeah, I think it's quite fun, isn't it? It's sort of, you know, it's, it's taking things quite lightly. Got various different scenes of people being, I guess, shocked about the ease and smoothness of the payment. Um, you know, it's a it's an interesting product that I'm sure lots of small businesses are starting to use. I mean, you imagine you used to, you know, you'd never be able to pay for things with your card, and obviously that's all changed. You know, you've got the combination of to- technology and COVID. This ad, I think, has almost a bit of a drug of five kind of humor to it, and I mean that as a as a compliment. To hopefully. Um, Ada won't be so cr- too cross with me and I, I'm not, not <laughs> suggesting it's copying uh culpris's style but it kind of has that kind of like sort of big cheeky kind of slightly left field humor about it yeah um which is quite nice yeah there's also a um, an ad for bt um so now do the bt kind of business account um so this ad is sort of, is for bt enterprise and it shows um again a well I, i'm assuming a small business they're potentially a huge business of a man who makes very beautiful things um with glass um pots and vases um and so again there's a little bit of humor there because it's sort of showing how i guess they're using the analogy of whether one of these glass pots is going to fall over to show you how how much work they'll do to make sure your broadband doesn't fall down now i've had a couple of ads recently there's the kind of new york bakery company um and the legoland um windsor resort ad so it's it's really nice to see an agency that again has been around for a while getting some big tv workout, yeah so I look forward to see what else they'll be doing i think they're you know their cco ben DeCosta costa seems like an interesting guy and obviously run by larissa vince previously of this parish <laughs> 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 although has gone on to you know do many things at sarchies and fallon but um yeah I'd be interesting to see see how that agency develops i think definitely
0: okay and so next up is the new campaign magazine which um is out this week well, we're going to have a little chat through the various things that are in the mag now for people who haven't seen them. Um, first up is a piece I actually wrote, which is looking at the new creative leaders of Adland. Um, this was a really fun one to write. There's lots of a great bunch of new, vibrant, interesting kind of creatives that are now sort of running the top sort of creative departments at the, in Adland. And I think what I found quite interesting with it is that all of them said, instead of this kind of omnipotent rock star creative director sort of type creative dictator sorry type that they all said that nurture and psychological safety are the key ingredients to make a successful creative department and they believe like a good leader acts as a coach and fosters collaboration trusts teams to come up with brilliant ideas and has a sort of real duty of care to help creatives get their ideas made and I think that was just really heartening to hear particularly after this sort of horrible pandemic where it's been you know people are under a lot of pressure and stress and you know I've written a bit about burnout in the industry and I, I think it was really yeah cheering to hear that they're sort of taking a slightly different approach to getting the best out of people again interestingly they've all struggled with the lack of external stimulus over the past year you know particularly being we able all to, <laughs> well exactly but particularly you know not being able to go to museums art galleries just seeing other people you know hearing Sue Higgs talks about the fact that she got a lot of inspiration she gets inspiration generally from you know, just walking around and hearing snippets of conversation. And she'd take a notebook with her and she'll kind of make notes on what people are saying. And that dialogue feeds back into stuff that she's later producing. Um, And, you know, all of that kind of stuff has just disappeared. So that was quite interesting. Another interesting thing from the feature was Ollie from Future Impose talking about his recent ADHD diagnosis. It's the first time he's talked publicly about it. And I think it was really interesting because he was talking about what that meant for him creatively and how he realized that a lot of his, um, the way that he approached certain problems and issues were a product of having this ADHD, which really helped in lots of ways. Um, in lots of ways it was a really positive thing, but then sometimes that kind of created tensions with how he talked to his team um, and how he's kind of learning to kind of cope with that. And I think it was a really interesting um, really interesting point he was making, and I think it builds on some of the discussions we 've been having about neurodiversity in Adland. Brittany wrote a great piece on this um, a few months ago. I think it, again, interesting just to show the importance of diversity of thought and, uh, and approach you know, in, approach to the creative process and how that kind of just generates brilliant ideas. so I think that was really interesting, and the other thing that we really tried to do with this uh, as you can see it 's kind of quite a fun, colorful shoot. The original concept was, uh, I was speaking to Chris Barker, who's our brilliant art director. And we both had seen these this Jane Asher costume, book from the 80s, which is just wonderful. If you haven't looked at it, just Google that and you'll see these just brilliant, wacky images of people dressed up as sandwiches. And um, there was one image in particular that we both loved, which was a... Um, a man dressed in a butterfly costume, which if you Google it, you will see these images. And we wanted to sort of try and recreate it and have a bit of fun with it because you know, this is the creativity issue after all. And these are creative. So let's have a bit of fun with that. And it took a huge amount of work. So full credit to Chris and Sam Scott, who was also working with us on the um, art shoots. And also huge credit to all the people who really got in- involved in this kind of quite crazy idea. And I think there were lots of nerves beforehand that it you know, how is it actually going to look?
1: Yeah, it's particularly hard, isn't it? When you've ju- some of them sort of, a lot of them have been promoted in the last sort of year to 18 months. And you're kind of like, maybe not been in campaign that much before. And you're like, is the first thing I want people to see me in an outfit? Like, yeah. As much as they might quite like doing that, you know, at the weekend or something. Yeah, yeah. um, No, you guys did a really good job kind of making them comfortable. (laughs) Uh. Yeah, and I think
0: um, Chris managed to get um, access to this costume store um, and found these fantastic butterfly wings and stuff. And I I hope that everybody likes the pictures and and they certainly, certainly all got into the spirit of it. Um, and I I think I just want to mention a quote that Chris made which was about why we decided to do that for the the feature and he said we could have just done straight headshots but this is the creativity issue and where's the fun in that? None of us got into a creative industry to play it safe Amen (laughs) So next up we have in our feature list um, the fantastic Vicky Maguire Do you want to have a chat about the brilliant piece that Brittany wrote of her?
1: Yeah, well, it dovetails really well, actually, with the kind of piece on the the sort of new breed creators, I think, because, um, you know, so Vicky's obviously at Havas. She started just before the kind of pandemic, um, but has had an illustrious career at Grey, probably most famously. Um, And she, um, you know, she won our Creative Leader of the Year for 2020, which is one of the reasons we spoke to her. But Havas has obviously picked up a number of accounts most recently, Um, the Asda business which has come out of Abbott Mead Vickers Um, and you know that's gonna be really interesting to see what they do with that but the I mean you know Vicky says it like it is like she thinks it is like it is and is you know really great company and Brittany did a a fab job interviewing her and kind of conveying that Um, and she's similarly to the the sort of new breed creatives she kind of talked really warmly about how um how important it is for her to support her team um and she said one thing she said about sort of how creative directors used to work in the past she said 100 percent believe you'll never do your best work while your juniors are queuing up outside your office waiting for their allotted time to show you ideas and you're still in the ivy talking about the good old days and she kind of described Saying she kind of learnt from the worst so no know what to, so knows what to do to kind of get the best and there was another kind of great quote she sort of said you know you lead from the front but if you haven't got your team right if you haven't got that crew then as far as I'm concerned it's a non-starter I tried to get the best work out of my talent without killing them or sitting on them and without putting my legacy over them if you're an introvert I'll find you a corner and if you're an extrovert I'll find you a stage Um, which I just think is a you know almost kind of gives me goosebumps she'd found so the intro sort of links to a school report that she'd kind of quite recently found Um, and in the school report the teacher had said if Vicky could spend as much time and energy on her studies as she puts into being the class clown she would be much more successful Um, and I think that's you know unfortunately the experience of a lot of people at school um, particularly maybe people who think differently or do things differently, um, you know, or are creative. And, you know, what a great thing that Vicky, through fashion and then into advertising, found some things she was so good at. Um, and what a shame, you know, that, that her teachers didn't spot it. But let's hope that, you know, education has changed. I'm sure there's still a bit, that, I'm sure there's plenty of that still going on. The curriculum is narrowing rather than broadening um, at the moment. But... um yeah I mean you really get like in the piece there's some you know lovely picture of her some great pictures of her from the 80s as well looking super cool um and um you know you really get a sense of her in the piece and and what she's about and you know they've got a really interesting team there at, um at Havas Xavier Rees is you know a really good operator and a nice man as well and Mark Sinek, there, um, strategist, used to actually be marketing director at ASDA, so um, presumably gets what that business is about. So yeah, I'll be interested to see what what comes for them in the next next year or so. They've obviously got Chris Hurst, used bit grey, with Vicky um, in the kind of global role. So yeah, we kind of brought back the headliner profiles. Um, it's sort of what profiles used to be called a few years ago, because it's the people who are often the most interesting bits. I think about you know what we cover and. And write about so it's kind of important to kind of you know spend time kind of promoting and celebrating the talents in the industry absolutely yeah absolutely people
0: make the industry don't they and I think yeah I'm a massive fan of Vicky she's just fantastic she's so talented and I love the fact that she's just got this slightly different approach it's more human you know real approach to things Um, I think she's just wonderful she's a great supporter of people as well so I'm really pleased that she's just doing so well and she's found something that she's just really happy doing and in a place that I think is doing great things so um, I think I just wanted to pick up um, Jed Hallam actually tweeted about this interview and he said I've never met Vicky Maguire I've read about her I've heard amazing things about her now all I want to do is meet her Fact that. I want to be like her. What a hero. This interview with Brittany Keeper is outstanding. I've got bloody goosebumps. And I think that sums up what a lot of people felt when they read the piece. Um, moving on to the, another feature, and just while we're on the subject, um, our dearly departed Brittany, <laughs> who's left us, but just want to give her credit for the fact that she put this issue together as well. This is the creative, creativity issue. Um, and she kind of organised it all. And, and sadly, she's not here to kind of get the glory for it, but um, just want to kind of give her a shout out. So let's discuss what else we've got in the magazine. Um, we've There's obviously a big debate going on at the moment, so prompted by Hegarty's comments about whether the craft skills have declined in the industry. Um, and so we have two people uh, discussing a different sort of debating that issue. Um, and we also focus on one particular craft in the industry, which is animation. Maisie, you kind of looked at this piece. What What did you make of it?
1: So in the craft skills um, feature, we have Paul Burke talking, giving the side of, yes, craft skills has skills have fallen. And then Laura Rogers, who's Global Creative Director at Adam and Eve DDB, saying, no, they haven't. Paul Burke, um, of course, is a freelance copywriter. And he says he puts down the decline of um, craft skills to the death of grammar schools and um, suggests that kind of that's led to uh, a lack of social mobility and that's... <laughs> in a in a long convoluted way presumably led to the decline of um, craft skills and advertising while R- laura rogers um is obviously looking at things a bit more positively and just kind of describes that the industry has changed and that there are you know lots of different things and maybe what craft is in advertising has changed but that's not to say that craft isn't alive well and living in a comfortable end of terrace home with a garden was um yeah the kind of description she uses but then um, the animation feature was based on the fact that we had noticed that a lot of ads, um, a lot more ads than usual, have been using animation over the last year. Obviously, it's a you know symptom of circumstance to a certain extent, but also it's a sign of animation skills really kind of ramping ramping up, and also the fact that you know because the sort of barrier to entry has been reduced by technology and things actually there's a lot more people kind of getting into the animation space um and so we kind of looked at you know some christmas ads last year there's the kind of little bt um robot bubble um, you've got welcome to Ched- cheddar town which is from tbwa um you know new churchill from engine and just kind of it's a sort of really nice kind of warm fuzzy feature talking about um you know an area of the industry that's blossoming at the moment and to quote Chris O'Reilly from Nexus Studios he says it wouldn't be too melodramatic to call it a golden age of animation so yeah I mean hopefully that everyone will find that as a good read and then in another example of Chris Barker our art director looking at things sideways he has had a lot of fun creating a, a flipbook book animation um, of all sorts of mascots from the last decades i don't know how far back we go back (laughs) i should do that off my hand but um but yeah so it'll be a so when you get your copy of the mag you can flick through and it'll look like these different kind of characters are walking um and we've got obviously a little gif and things um to have some fun with it online and yeah so hopefully that should be something something quite nice later in the week when it's published
0: and a final piece we wanted to mention in this month's edition is the k-shaped recovery um and this is the theory that the pandemic has really hit people in different ways. Um, and there are some people that have done very well out of it, who've seen their savings increase, who are actually in kind of very comfortable positions as a result. And other people that have really, really struggled and are, you know, maybe to, they've lost their jobs, made to leave their homes and stuff. And it, it affects people very differently. And so this piece is looking at how marketers can speak to both of those groups um, as we go forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a kind of really interesting kind of question. Like, do you need to tailor, how do you tailor your marketing and your campaigns to these kind of two different sections of society? Obviously, that sort of question has come up quite a lot over the last five years with kind of Brexit and Trump and the polarisation of debate kind of more broadly. The thing that I thought was quite interesting was a sort of point that Jennifer Small, who wrote the piece, kind of ended on, which is a quote from Matthew Warren, who's senior director at um, Ipsos Mori. Um, and he said, while our behaviours, the way we live, work and shop, have changed rapidly over the past year, our research shows that the underlying values and beliefs tend to change much more slowly. Brands need to adapt to changes in the way we behave, but should make sure they don't lose sight of the fundamental things that really matter to people. Um and you know, it's like if you are a big brand promoting washing powder or something, do you need to just make an emotional engaging ad. Don't you know, you don't need to tailor those messages necessarily to, to kind of how much you know how much savings someone's managed for a crew
0: yeah I think it's maybe just being more conscious I guess of the context that you're delivering those messages in and that you know need to be yeah thinking very sensitively about it great well that's it for this week thanks for listening to the campaign podcast thanks to Maisie for joining me you can read news and analysis by campaign magazine at campaignlive.co.uk if you're a first-time listener please subscribe and leave a review goodbye I hope you can join us again